broken, was home alone Without the internet or a mobile phone Didn't have things to stop him getting downcast Like listening to this podcast Baby, we're on Friday. It is. It is. Yeah. <laughs> As if it makes a I difference mean, anymore. Yeah, it's kind of surprising that we know. I did miss um, someone's birthday yesterday. Shame on me. Oh, did you? Who yeah, because I never look into my calendar anymore. Yeah, you know now me. that I you used have to live to by my week. calendar. Yeah, I don't recognize myself anymore. You used to like criticize me for not having a calendar. I'm a changed person. I can't remember the last time I used my calendar. See, I was ahead of the trend. <laughs> you don't need a calendar. No, I really don't in these these days. Yeah. So who's whose birthday? Except that I forgot. Um, actually, one of our um, callers uh, slash guests. Oh, really, Ian? Yes. Oh, right. So okay, shout so out, belated shout out. Happy birthday to Ian. Happy birthday. Are you going to sing happy birthday to him? I think the shout sure. out will do. That'll do. I think he'll give us. Shame on you. <laughs> anyway, uh, my name is Danae, by the way. Uh, by the way, my name is Anna. And this is The Isolation, Isolation Booth. Um, welcome. And today is our Friday Roundup. It is. Um, do you want to head right in? Do you have any updates about yourself before we head right in into our news roundup? Updates about myself. I'm growing vegetables. Yes, you are. I actually posted some pictures on our Insta account. Ah, so people are already aware. I mean, sure, a few. <laughs> Not like everyone. <laughs> like three people. <laughs> but that's almost the entirety of our listeners. So yeah, almost everyone is aware of it. Uh, they're doing amazing. They could could judge this morning. Like, they're massive. Like, they're giant. Yeah, I'm very pleased. It just all seems to have happened much quicker than I thought it would. <laughs> the new lockdown world where we rediscover <laughs> yeah. growing things. Growing things. Um, yeah. Also, maybe I'm growing vegetables is a bit of an overstatement because, you know, we we'll got see grow- how it goes. So far, we're growing plants. Seedlings <laughs> have emerged, I should rather say. We'll potentially give us vegetables at some point. Perhaps. We shall see. I guess the uh, glorious sunshine the last couple of days might have helped as well to yeah, speed things definitely. along. Definitely. I mean, every time that they were in the sun, that's when at the end of the day, there'll be twice the size that they were in the morning. Yeah. Anything else? Have you got something? Um, I did a video that I posted on my personal Instagram and I might post it on our, on our Instagram which I'm hoping it will make some people laugh, if not everyone, but some. Um, and I spent like three days on it, I think. Um, yeah, it was quite so incredible for me to see a 30-second video. <laughs> how, how long it takes. work goes into those 30 seconds. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we, it was a homework that I was given by a course that I'm doing online. And so we had to write the script uh, do the um, storyboard and then shoot the actual thing. Which So the storyboard and the script, I did it in one day. Then we filmed in a, about four hours, I guess, we divided it in between two days. 
And then editing is, I guess, what took me the longest because I was attempting for some green screening that I didn't manage to pull off, so I had to change my edit. But anyway, it was I had a lot of fun. Like it's it's nice to be creative. Good stuff. <clears throat> yeah, and I don't think I have any other updates. So fine. Do you want to start? Um, it's not so much a first article, and I'm still hesitant whether we should give this guy any more airtime. But <laughs> to be honest, when I'm struggling to find something to put in, I always got to see what he's done because it's always source for a good laugh. So we all know who we're talking about already, <laughs> dear Mr. Trump. News news is that he has been taking, um, I'm going to pronounce this wrong, hydroxychloroquine. Right. What is Maybe. That? It's actually an anti-malarial drug. Yeah. And it has not been proven that it is useful um, against Corona, but he has very much been announcing that he's been taking it. Um, I'm not, honestly, how this, this, has this guy made it so far? And I'm not talking about so far into office, but like alive. How is he still alive? Yeah, so it can have some uh, bad uh, side effects, like it can cause heart arrhythmias, um, for example. So... It's not really at this point advisable that people go out and buy this and take it just because it might do something. But I did read um, in the news this morning, actually, that there are actually trials going on in the UK now to test it's uh, whether it could be helpful in preventing um, right. people getting, getting corona. So right now the point is that, you know, nothing's been proven, but I guess they're testing it out now. Yeah. There's a bit of backlash since this is, well, it's an anti-malarial, but it's also primarily being used to treat uh, lupus uh, and also rheumatoid arthritis. So there's a bit of a backlash because um, people who are using it for that fear that, you know, the resources, um, the stock will be depleted <laughs> right now for uh, these trials, while other people might need it for things that it's actually been proven to be effective against. So, yeah, someone that actually needs a treatment for something that does work for, yeah. now they're not going to have the, the treatment available. Yeah, we'll see where that goes. Um, I don't have anything to do with drugs. I think the closest I have to continue with health topic is in the Netherlands, uh, the government is advising uh, people, like single people, to only like try to make arrangements so that they only have a sex partner throughout the crisis. And this was advised by the National Institute of Public Health and Environment. And I don't know, I think some people are not taking it very well. At the beginning of the lockdown, they had this rule that up to three people could visit a household, but keeping distance which I was also thinking, like, how does that even work? I mean, if you're going into someone's house, there's exposure of whether you keep a distance or not. That's what they call the intelligent lockdown. But now they're asking people who are singles to just have, like, the one sex body. Or maybe even think of having, like, not only sex with just one person, but if you're going to do it with more people, keep it at distance and maybe just masturbate in front of each other as a bit of a sex play. Which is nothing wrong with it, but it's just like, so you can have more than one partner, but only if you don't actually touch each other. 
Right, so you obviously read this article completely differently to than I did because What? I read it more as a oh the Netherlands again, uh, you know, with their liberal rules, they're validating the fact that you know people might have sexual urges and that that is a of very course, natural yeah. thing and that we can't deny, you know, people who maybe are not partnered up um, and are living alone sure. um, the fact that they might also be want to be having sex during this time and that they are actually now allowing this to happen while at the same time um advising that you should probably if possible only have one sex body mm. um which uh, i think is great i mean that is more than people are allowed in the uk uh, but apparently still some people are not taking it very well because uh unless my dyslexia has completely given me a different article <laughs> which is highly likely uh, is that what just happened i thought the main point of the article was that They're just highlighting the fact that oh we're allowing we're actually like making yeah it sure I mean people are uh, like sort of exemption that yes you're allowed to have a so-called what they call it they actually called a sex sex body, body sex partner, um, yeah. but of course I can also imagine that some you know uh, single people slash non-monogamous people uh, well, might exactly, be yeah still not satisfied with that and well the fact that they've been to- told how many people and how yes. even suggested how to do it uh, is not going down very well. But there you go. If you want to check the article yourself, so then you can clarify whether me or Anna got it right, or neither of us, uh, go to the the Guardian, and that's where you will find it. What you got? I thought maybe we could briefly touch on this whole issue about the rainbow flag, <laughs> <laughs> since I have been wondering about this myself as I'm walking along the streets and I'm just seeing rainbow flags in all the windows everywhere and of course to me initially if I see a rainbow flag I think oh nice you know fellow LGBTQ plus community member <laughs> members living here or sure you know so on and now obviously it has completely changed in meaning and that is not what all these flags are about that are currently at the very least in the UK I'm not sure oh, how yeah. is it going around the rest of the world but in the UK has definitely been kind of appropriated by the NHS yeah so there's a little bit of debate about that and how how people feel about it how do you I feel think, about it uh, I think the rainbow flag doesn't belong to anyone mm-hmm. it obviously and also you know throughout history It has been used for various different purposes mm-hmm. and it, it's also mainly just a symbol of peace and unity and so on. I think, of course, it can cause some interesting situations, let's say. I think it can be a little bit ironic, I guess, how people that might actually be homophobic or have certain opinions about the LGBTQ plus community um, might now be hanging up rainbow flags outside their house. Yeah, now they're pr- proudly waving it around. Uh, yeah, so there's that. I'm not convinced that the the fear that the rainbow flag has now literally been appropriated and now will forever only be associated with I love the NHS rather than you know, being a symbol of pride for our community is legitimate. I'm not sure about that. Um, mm-hmm. Also because I'm not sure this is a global issue or whether this is really... Yeah, I mean, the NHS obviously is... This is mainly something that's happening in England. 
So, no, I think the other main uh, issue of debate here is also that um, obviously Pride is not actually physically happening this year. Mm-hmm. So the flags that are not being sold commercially um, for events like Pride um, are now just being sold as I love NHS flags um, because they're just being repurposed. Um, So there's this whole like commercial corporate aspect to this that people might disagree with, particularly people who are already who already have strong feelings towards Pride having turned into a bit of a corporate event more than a protest, which is what it was initially. And in my opinion, also should still be. Yeah, how do you feel about it? I don't know. It's making me think. So when I first arrived to Europe, I guess, England, but then I traveled for the first time into uh, the continent, I went to Switzerland. And I remember... There was tons of flags uh, in a lot of windows, like um, rainbow flags. And I, I did think like, oh, wow, like, so is everyone gay around here? Like, is this like a gay city? So I, I, I just found it confusing. I know it was something to do with peace. I don't remember at the time what they were protesting, but it was some sort of protest against the government and something. And so like people were putting flags outside the windows. I, I don't know, like... I guess it feels a little bit like, you know, when someone takes your candy. <laughs> yeah, it just says for a different purpose. And then you feel like the value of your fight is taken away. Yeah, I think so. This was the argument. They feel like, well, this is actually, you know, kind of feels like our identity has been taken uh, away I mean, from us. I don't us, feel like my identity has been taken away. No. I don't feel like that's because my identity stays with me. Yeah. Um, I guess not the, sorry, I phrased that wrong, the, uh, this, this symbolization, that's not a word, but um, of our identity is, you know, well, I the guess expression, the um Yeah, it's what the world knows us by, like, if, you know, if I have a, right now, if I were to put a, some sort of rainbow somewhere in my clothing, people would straight away assume, like, oh, she's gay, and that's why she's wearing it. Whereas now they're just going to be like, oh, well, she just likes the NHS that much. So sure, like there is something that um, is been taken away, not as much as my identity, I don't think. But it's, it's, yeah. yeah. Sorry, just to, to exemplify that a bit bit more, that particular argument that I read about, uh, that there was a bus, for example, there was a bus, that a uh, bus company uh, that put, the rainbow colors all over the like physically on on the bus in, mm-hmm. in honor of pride mm-hmm. and now they basically just changed their mind and said no actually now you know it's we're actually gonna take this bus to to symbolize um, the NHS. we love the nhs thank you nhs instead and that of course does feel slightly offensive sure. yeah. yes it's literally like someone just you know came at lunchtime and took away your lunch to give it to someone else like it's, it's just <laughs> yeah uh, but I, I do think that it's half irrational feeling. Like, I think there's a lot of substance to feeling like something has been taken away from you. At the same time, I think it's a little bit of an, like a, a, par- a percentage of it is just irrational of this thing that you feel when and you cannot help but feeling when something is taken away from you. And I also, I don't know, I mean, hopefully this situation is not going to be forever. I mean, gays are going to be here for longer than the NHS potentially. So, you know, like, I think 
um, if anything, I think that the gay community, queer community, LGBTQ+, and everyone else were really good at appropriation of the things that we value. So I don't think this, like, we're going to lose Appropriation? Is that what you mean? Yeah, it's like queer. Like, queer used to be an insult, and we and then we twisted around, and it's like, well, actually, right. yes, I'm queer. So, like, we're really good at doing this. So I don't think, even if it does happen for a long time, I don't think it's going to be forever. I think we'll be good at just taking it back. Yeah. So I've got a good link for you. A good link? <laughs> How about we go from... <laughs> from from the gays to the unicorns i mean that's that's pretty close there you go maybe we just take over the unicorn <laughs> it's already kind of ours so let's just make the unicorn a bit more representative of the whole community or instead of unicorns we go for llamas because oh. that was my highlight story of the week <laughs> um that apparently llamas are now being hailed as the real unicorns because because it's actually another health related article a study was published last week in the journal cell that found that antibodies in llamas blood could offer a defense against the coronavirus oh wow so llamas How? might be our saviors basically in addition to the larger antibodies uh, like ours llamas also have smaller ones that can actually sneak into spaces on viral proteins that our large ones um, cannot, do. cannot do. And therefore they can help fend off the threat. I'm feeling a bit worried. Are llamas okay doing this for us? Um, yes. So it turns out that llama antibodies have already been used quite widely right. in studies. Let's make it more personal. This is all centering around a llama called Winter. She's four years old and she lives in Belgium and her antibodies have already proven themselves able to fight SARS and MERS. All right. So yeah, it actually turns out that these llama antibodies are already known to be quite useful. They've also been tested in the fight against diseases like HIV or mm. other viruses. So this has already been, been done for years, actually. So now they're obviously investigating it further in the context of coronavirus as well. Um, but I thought that was quite nice, also because llamas just turn out to be the best animal ever, apparently. You know, we can we can use their hair to make clothing, their manure is really good for crops. Uh, even their blood can help us, as it turns out now. Also, which I didn't know either, it turns out that at U.S. colleges, um, many, many colleges in the U.S. actually have llamas right. on, on the campus now um, because they seem to be really good in um, anti... No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> They're just walking into they the lecture better. hall, they you know. Themselves. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm like, <laughs> oh, I thought you meant more as the, the professors. Um, sure. No, in the fight against anxiety, they, you know, some parody, Aww. their tranqu tranquility is contagious. Um, <laughs> they they help students overcome this sort of end-of-term anxiety, and they just seem to have a really good influence as sort of anti-anxiety I hope it's not like... Or, Animals. The sort of animals that they just absorb your energy and the poor llama is like all stressed out because there was a bunch of students just petting them like crazy. No, I think they're just very lovely and very calm and sure. have this I mean, very nice didn't know. atmosphere around them. Um, Pretty rounded animals. They're lovely. Yeah. 
And also, right now, they are delivering groceries in Wales. Yeah, they're helping out. Yeah, maybe exactly. more than we are. <laughs> <laughs> so it's quite nice. I wish I had a little llama, you know, trotting up to my door, delivering uh, my groceries. And and when they're not delivering food, they're staying at home. <laughs> yeah. Is that it with the llamas? Sadly, yes. Okay. Emojis. <laughs> you know, because one what is the there to that... say about emojis? <laughs> not a lot. Um, the update that we get every year is being delayed. Tragic. This is the, certainly the biggest news in this uh, new corona world. That's literally all I have to say about it. Like some media managed to pull a whole article on this news. But um, but no, I mean, really, all there is to say is that they've been delayed. So, oh, my God, I don't know what we're going to do with the old fashioned emojis that we have on our phones. So outdated. I know. How am I going to express myself? What have you got? Is that it? Uh, well, I think just for closing, I can say to people that there's a festival of short films. is uh, is being inspired. I didn't know this, by the way, uh, by the festival of Brexit that Theresa May called for uh, in 2018. I didn't know this happened. Apparently, she called for a festival of Brexit, and obviously, filmmakers were like, "We've been called upon, so we're here to deliver." in a very twisted way though right yes of course yeah yeah, yeah. um so you can see like obviously i don't want to do any spoilers they approach topics such as uh, racism deportation identity and everything else but one of the, fir- the things i really really want to watch is apparently this one show film that is supposed to be a kickboxing club in uh, edinburgh uh, where women talk about their anger and so they get to punch certain politicians faces that I'm really looking forward to. So just to clarify, the point is that Theresa May called for a Brexit festival. Yes. But what she meant was let's all celebrate. Yes, of course. You know, being being British. British And like, you know. On our own again, you know. And we don't need anyone. We are and no one else. European Union and we don't want any migrants and we don't want like anything. And And now this has been taken and translated into this um, actually kingdom of uncertainty. Of course. And let's show, you know, the real face of britain i.e the one where like... yes <laughs> all these um you know yeah. consequences yeah. Uh, and struggles that's yes. definitely a political comment i guess mm-hmm. uh so you can check it out guys on the bfi player and other other media uh from the first of june and it's called the or certain kingdom and i think that's it from us do you want to tell our listeners where they can reach us out they could write an email to the isolation booth pod at gmail.com or they could go onto our Instagram account that is isolation booth pod or check us out on Twitter at isolation booth and lastly the Facebook page which is the isolation booth cool do it go for it and wash your hands happy isolation bye bye it's not me now we're housebound staying inside staying indoors trying to obey these draconian laws baby we're on lockdown baby we're on lockdown maybe 
maybe I'm feeling a little bit blue But it's not about me, it's about you Wash your hands, don't touch your face You're better off inside, I rest my case Baby, we're on Stop him getting downcast like listening to this podcast. Baby, we're on lockdown.